The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, flying solo for this wonderful Sunday. Happy Easter, everybody. It's April 4th. We've got six games to talk about, two different cards, a two-game early slate, four-game eight card, but stop what you're doing. If you celebrate the day, go tell everybody you know Happy Easter. Say hi to your family. And I hope that's what some of you all are doing today. I know I will be. Uh, I'll be having some NBA action, hopefully side by side with some MLB action today. Uh, spending some time with some good loved ones and family. Keeping it small. A little light gathering, obviously, with everything going on. Uh, I'll be personally taking a trip to the mother-in-laws. But uh, before that, obviously, I'll be monitoring some of this news. I'll be getting my lineups in. I'll be keeping an eye on everything. So... That's going to be the theme. That's been the theme. It's just being able to kind of monitor what's going on, being around uh, you know, Twitter and Discord, around those locks, getting that late-breaking news, being able to take advantage of the late swaps. And that's something that you will win some money doing. And it's plain and simple, guys. If you are not paying attention to the news, if you are not on top of everything, you're putting yourself at a small disadvantage. And it's worth noting, on days like today are sometimes the best days to make money when people are going to have the day off, they're going to want some action. They know there's going to be some games on. Uh, but like I said, they might be spending some time with the family. They might not be able to sit in front of their computer and monitor. Some other people might be, you know, maybe late scratches happen. They can't get them out of their lineup. They can't make the swaps. Uh, that's something that we can all take advantage of. And now that we're talking about cross sports, multiple sports going on at once, uh, some of the pros that play multi-sports aren't going to have as much time to, you know, invest in every solo sport. So now that baseball is going on, they're going to have to split up their time into both of them. So, there's some advantages we could take uh, advantage of over here as NBA DFS players. And if you're listening to this show, odds are uh, you already know that. You're looking to get in uh, and take advantage of those. But before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at MyBookie. If you guys haven't checked them out, head over to MyBookie.ag. They are the number one sportsbook out there. The only sportsbook I give my stamp of approval with. I know I'm going to probably take advantage of some of these NBA lines today. Uh, you know, you'll see Dan Bespis out there. They have these ads promotion contest, guys. Uh, they just pump free money into your account with these odds boost. If you didn't take advantage of it over the weekend, they'll have another one coming. But if you're not signed up, you're not going to be able to take advantage of it. So head over there to my bookie. Use the promo code HoopBall, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. On your initial deposit, they will match it 50% up to $1,000. So you put in $1,000, they'll give you $500 to play with for free, guys. It's free money. And if you don't want to bet sports, they have a fully-fledged casino platform you could check out. So table games, slots, you name it, they have it all at my bookie. All right. Nice little two-game early card to get us started. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Brooklyn Nets traveling to Chicago. They're taking on the Bulls. 231.5 game total. Brooklyn being favored by only one point in this one. For the Nets, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden all ruled out. The Nets are on a front half of a second, uh, front end of a back-to-back. So they'll be playing again tomorrow on Monday. Chicago, Zach Levine, Kobe White, both probable, while Garrett Temple is ruled out. So out of the early slate, this is obviously going to be a little bit more of an enticing game. You know, we talked about only two games. This one has a one-point spread. The other game on the slate has an 11-point spread. So 
as you can imagine, this will be the chalk. This will be the game that most people gravitate towards, and rightfully so. I'm expecting just an absolute uh, barn burner. Uh, neither team plays great defense. You know, a lot of these guys, well, Brooklyn at least, is missing a lot of their heavy hitters. So we pretty much know where to go with the Brooklyn Nets side of the ball. And Kyrie Irving's pretty much going to be a must play. Uh, I don't see a world where you do not have shares of Kyrie Irving with no James Harden, no Kevin Durant, you know, still no Spencer Dinwiddie. He's just going to have to take 20, 24 shot attempts minimum, I would expect. You know, we know that the, uh, the Bulls are pretty vulnerable in their backcourt, pretty vulnerable all around. Uh, so I have no issues. I mean, you could sit here and say you want to fade him. Um, I get it if that's the ownership player you're moving, but I don't think this is the slate to even get an edge on fading Kyrie. I just don't see it. Uh, you know, there's just not many other options. We don't have Davis. We don't have LeBron. If you wanted to spend up on some of those L.A. guys or just load up on uh, on the Bulls, sure. But you could probably still do some of that even with Kyrie in your lineup. So sign me up for some Kyrie Irving. We saw LaMarcus Aldridge come out, start center. Uh, and he played significant minutes, played 30 minutes in his Nets debut. So he looks good. At 5,300, I will have shares of LaMarcus Aldridge. Both these guys will be chalk. I don't care. I'm going to play both of them, and I'm going to eat that chalk. <clears throat> Blake Griffin at 4,700, I'll take a firm pass on. Uh, he's not the same bill of health as LaMarcus Aldridge is what it seems. You know, Marcus, they were, you know, he's been playing pretty much all season. He didn't have that long of a layoff with the Spurs. I think it was about a week and a half, uh, maybe two, where they kind of said, we're going to trade him, we're not playing him anymore. Uh, so he was able to kind of get right back in there. Hasn't really been dealing with as much injury-wise as Blake. I expect Blake to slowly kind of get ramped up. And even then, not a guy that we ever really expect to see 30-plus minutes on this Brooklyn team, especially uh, with the news of Kevin Durant kind of getting healthy around the corner. So, But Aldridge in this matchup going against the Chicago team, 5,300, smack, dab, play. Now, if you want to look at some of these other guys, uh, you know, Bruce Brown, I don't have a problem with. You know, Bruce Brown is a guy that we've seen it be able to just kind of pour up stats in many different ways, whether it's his rebounding, his steals. He's a super efficient guy. At 5,100, there's not a lot of meat left on the bone. We'll talk about some other guys on this slate around that price tag that I might have a little bit more interest in. Uh, but let's just be real, guys. With everybody out, shot attempts are going to be galore. They're going to be going anywhere. You can pretty much target anybody on this Nets team. You know, obviously the guys that are in play, your Jeff Greens, your Joe Harris's, all these guys are in play. If I had to pick one uh, between two of those guys, I'd probably lean more Joe Harris. But I, I have no fault in any of the starting five for the Nets. And even if you want to take a shot off some of these bench guys, whether it's, you know, a Claxton or DeAndre Jordan, I prefer Jordan, but uh, wouldn't fault you. But for me, the main guys are going to be Aldridge. It's going to be Kyrie. And I'll sprinkle in a little bit of some of these ancillary guys as well. On the Chicago side of the ball. Uh, it doesn't get much uh, sneakier, I guess. I mean, it's it's pretty cut and dry, kind of like on the Brooklyn side of things. We know who we want to play. Uh, you know, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, which happens is you're going to be 8,900. Sign me up. I don't care. Uh, yes, the minutes were down in the last one. His usage doesn't look the same as it was when he was in Orlando. That's okay. This is still a matchup against, uh, you know, Brooklyn centers. Lamarcus Aldridge, I get it. He's there now. Does not scare me away. Uh, Vucevic, it's, it's going to be hard not to just, you know, lock him, lock Kyrie, keep moving. On the ancillary piece, Zach Levine, 8K just feels stupid cheap for Mr. Levine. But uh, he's been he's been struggling uh, from the floor, from a health standpoint. You know, he's dealing with a couple of nagging injuries. He's been saying that he's been wanting to get some time off for his ankle, uh, that it needs rest. That's all. He's playing through an injury. So he's more of the tournament play for me right here. I mean, it's Zach Levine at 8K. If I knew he was, had a full bill of health in this matchup, he'd be a lock-in play. You don't, you don't think twice about it. Uh, but the fact that he's been dealing with this ankle injury and it's been bothering him, and I have a little pause of hesitancy for that one. But still very much in play. I would just more or less limit him to my GPPs. You could play Vucevic if you want to get the smack dab bulls cash play. 
And then looking at some of these ancillary options, Thad Young entered the starting lineup for marketing, played big minutes, 33, 11-17 shooting. Sign me up, Thad Young. Back-to-back games of 39-plus points, DK points, that is. Fantastic matchup at 5,900. Again, how do you not have shares of a guy like this? So I will have some shares of Thad Young. I'll probably leave marketing out there if anybody else wants to take a stab at that now that he's pretty much back onto the bench, playing a limited role with Thad Young taking a starter's job. A little less interested on that side of things. And Kobe White at 4,700, I think, is a fantastic play. Uh, he should see significant bench usage. He should see significant shot attempts. And at that price tag, 4,700, there's a lot of meat left on the bone. And a lot of the risk is kind of taken out of it now that he's not anywhere near that 6K price tag. On to the next one. L.A. Lakers traveling to L.A. Not really traveling, I guess. Battle of Los Angeles, 215 game total. Clippers being favored by 11 points in this one. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, Serge Ibaka both rolled out. Rajon Rondo is questionable. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis, Jared Dudley, LeBron James all rolled out. And Andre Drummond is questionable. Right toe contusion, as you know. Only played 14 minutes in his debut and got his toe stomped on by Brooke Lopez. And he said after the game his toenail was completely gone. His big toenail. I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody. That is extremely painful. I can't imagine somebody... Uh, you know, going and playing a full game of basketball with no toenail. That just, it, it gives me that cringe feeling even thinking about it. So we'll have to monitor that news uh, on Drummond. Obviously a guy that we want some shares of, especially at 6,600 if he's playing, regardless of the spread or game total. We know what this guy can do in only 25 to 30 minutes. Like he, he could just 20 and 20 uh, at that price tag. So keep an eye on that. If he sits, uh, yeah, there's definitely some guys we can take advantage of over here on, on L.A. We know that Kuzma and Schroeder are probably going to continue being the leading shot takers, and uh, and rightfully so. I don't think I'll be leaning towards too much Kuzma on this one at 7400 He's a nice mid-tier price tag. Him and Schroeder both fall in there. If you have the money, but I mean, like I said, I'm gonna, I know I'm spending up. Uh, I'm getting Kyrie. I'm getting Vucevic. Uh, probably have some Aldridge. If I have room for one of these guys over here, I wouldn't mind it. And if I had to pick between Kuzma... And Schroeder, which guy I'd rather have? I'd probably lead Schroeder. Uh, push come to shove, 7,100. Just gives us that consistent floor and ceiling. And uh, a little bit, not worried about Kuzma in this matchup. He's been playing great ball over the past week. so. Uh, but it's definitely a little bit tougher, I, I would say, for Kuz as opposed to Schroeder. Outside of those two guys, Montrez Harrell, a little bit of a revenge narrative. Uh, you know, sure, why not? Don't mind it. Uh, you know, no Andre Drummond would make me feel a lot more comfort- comfortable in him. And if Andre Drummond plays, I'd probably say it's a, it's a fade. But at 6,400, he's definitely an option. Not my favorite, but he's there. I'll keep him in my player pool. And then I think Markeith Morris at 5,200, he's just going to keep smacking in value. Uh, as long as these guys are out, he's been putting up consistent 25-plus DK point games. That's hitting value for us. Not a ton of value, uh, but it's still something. On two-game slate, you know, I talked about a guy around that 5K range. Uh, I prefer him. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to end up having a little bit more Morris uh, than most people. And then Taylor Horton Tucker kind of getting the role tossed around here and there. It's been a little bit down. Took six, 12, uh, six shot, or I'm sorry, six of 12 from the field on shot attempts in that last one. There we go. I got it out uh, in that Sacramento game. I'm not expecting a repeat, uh, repeat performance of this. The shot attempts have been up and down and a little wonky. So I'll leave Taylor Horton Tucker out there for other people. If anything, I think I would rather go with Contavious Coldwell Pope at 4,100, who has a consistent role, played 36 minutes in that last one. I don't expect him to go 13 and 10 again. Uh, but if he can return 20 points for us, we'd be happy with that. 20 DK points. Next game, or I'm sorry, on the Clippers side. Paul George is, already came out of the news. He's still dealing with that right toe bone edema. So, again, much uh, much like Zach Levine, kind of playing through a little bit of an injury. At 8,300, 
Uh, push comes to shove, which one of those guys would I rather have? I think it would be Zach Levine over Paul George. I don't think I'll have any Kawhi Leonard. Just a little bit worried about this game. I don't think they're going to need to get the most out of Kawhi Leonard in this one. I'll be looking at the ancillary pieces to these guys in that 5K range. Uh, looking at Zubats, uh, 5,500. I think he's a great option at center. Again, no Serge Ibaka. The, the, the you know rumblings that they're going to sign DeMarcus Cousins are out there, uh, but he's not on the team yet. So until he's there, 5,500, sign me up. He'll probably be my favorite center on this early slate. And I don't mind taking some stabs at guys like Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, um, and maybe even a little Marcus Morris and Nick Batum. All these guys in that 5K range, they're in play. Uh, do any of them stand out and pop out off the page better than the other ones? I would say Zubats being the out of the you know the lead of the 5K guys for me. And then uh, Reggie Jackson's been playing some really solid ball, and he's been using uh, taking the most out of the usage. I'll pass on him. With all that being said, I think I'd much rather just play Terrence Mann if this game gets out of hand. I expect Mann to continue playing and probably play a little bit more than these guys. But again, we'll have to monitor this news on Rondo. Uh, he is questionable. I think he's expected to make his debut, and if he does at 3,500, why not? Throw him in there for a value play. 20 minutes, we know what Rondo can do. It's not a playoff game, though, so don't expect a whole lot. And that is it for the early slate. So we will shift gears. As gears get shifted, we move over to the main slate. We have four games to talk about. They start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the first one is the Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Philadelphia. Taking on the Sixers, 224.5 game total. Philly being favored by 1.5 points in this one. As the injury report, or for the injury report, I don't know if I say as, Jaron Jackson Jr., Justice Winslow, both of them rolled out. Philly did not submit theirs. They are on the second half of a back-to-back. We saw Joel Embiid come back from his injury last night. He played, so there's a decent chance. We're going to have to monitor this. There's a decent chance that Joel sits uh, with it being the second half of a back-to-back, and I think that's why we got a little bit of a closer spread. So something worth monitoring uh, that we will have to keep an eye on. But we'll start off with this Grizzlies team. Jonas Valanciunas at 7,800. This dude has just been pouring on and pouring on and pouring on. He's about a point-per-minute guy in this matchup, so we really need him to play significant minutes. If Joel Embiid gets ruled out, sure, then he gets a little bit of bump. Uh, But outside of that, I think I'm paying too much of a premium. So 7,800, I think I'll take a pass. I wouldn't mind it if you did want to play it, especially if Embiid's out. Uh, I just do not see myself personally going there. And to be honest, I don't love a whole lot over here on this Memphis team in general. Uh, John Morant, I think, is always in play. It's not going to be an easy matchup, but he should be able to get his get it done over here. 7,600. Uh, I probably wouldn't play him in cash. I think he'd probably be more of a GPP play for me just because we know he has that 40 to 50-point upside, and it's a tough matchup. If anything, um, I might just be kind of looking at some of these bench guards. You know, Grayson Allen returned in that last one. He played uh, 22 minutes. Shot five of seven, put up 22 DK points. I hate Grayson Allen. I think DeAnthony Melton's a 10 times better basketball player. But they're chopping the minutes up. And I imagine now that, you know, what we were kind of seeing is that Melton was playing second fiddle to Allen. Uh, in the coaching eyes, at least. Not in our eyes. But if that's the case, we might see Allen's minutes get bumped back up to 25, 26. Melton might be back down to like that 16 to 18 minute roll. So I think Allen at 4,200. Uh, Pretty solid play if we uh, if we get some more news on it, especially it could be a little bit better. And then Melton at 42, uh, I mean, 44, only $200 more. He's very much in play, too. It's just obviously after big Melton games, people tend to gravitate right back towards him. Uh, outside of those two guys, I just don't see myself having much interest. I've been playing some Kyle Anderson, but, yeah, I try to do that when Brandon Clark is out. I like Kyle Anderson much more at the four than I do the three. Just increases his rebounding upside slightly. On the Philly side of things. Again, we'll have to monitor Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid sits, Ben Simmons, 8,900, sure, sign me up. Tobias Harris, 8,400, sure, sign me up. 
uh, <clears throat> if all these guys play, I still see I can still see myself playing some Ben Simmons. Uh, I just obviously we we know that the little bit of the lure is gone in there. And if Embiid sits, if you want to go back to the center position, um, I wouldn't mind it. Dwight Howard a little bit expensive though, sixty two hundred. Uh, he put up a big game, but outside of that 144 DK point game where he went 18 and 15, he has not paid off this price tag that they're making us pay, uh, you know, out of the past four games outside of that one. So I'll probably take a pass on Dwight Howard. Uh, if anything, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, no, no, no Dwight Howard for me. We'll take a pass on that. We just talked about other centers uh, or we'll get to other centers. I'm sorry that we like much more. So Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, if we see no Joel Embiid. Uh, outside of those two guys, I probably will take a hard pass on most of them. Next game, Golden State Warriors. The Warriors, the struggling Warriors, traveling to Atlanta, take on struggling Hawks. Both teams dealing with some injuries. 223 and a half game total. Golden State being favored by two points in this one. As for the injury report goes, let's check this out. For the Golden State Warriors, let's see. You can tell I'm stalling right here uh, with with my eyesight, just massively struggling. We'll start with the Hawks. John Collins, Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish all ruled out. Danilo Gallinari and Trey Young are questionable. For Golden State, Draymond Green is questionable. Eric Paschal, Clay Thompson ruled out. Looks like Steph Curry will be playing in this one. So Steph Curry coming in at 9,800. I don't know how you don't like him. Uh, he is probably my premium option, my top tier option of anybody on this slate that I want to pay for it. So 9,800, you know, we talked about this matchup on a night-to-night basis. It's, be- it's actually better with Trey Young in there. But, uh, you know, regardless of who started for this Hawks team, there's no doubt about that Curry's going to get his. The Warriors just got, you know, absolutely throttled. Um, I wouldn't expect for – I mean, I would expect for a decent bounce-back game here from him, especially if Draymond's able to play. We know that when Jeff and, uh, Steph and Draymond are both playing on the court together, it actually increases both their value. Uh, so I would like both these guys. I like Steph no matter what, but I would – Prefer Draymond if Steph, you know, obviously Steph's playing. I guess I prefer Draymond if Draymond plays. He's the one that's questionable. Uh, yeah, I guess that goes without saying. But uh, if Draymond does play in this one, you know, I got bit by that late scratch, by the way, in that last one. I think I had about uh, my cat. He was in my cash and my single entries. So I think I had him in had about a 309-point lineup with taking a zero. So that hurts. Uh, that, that hurts, <laughs> needless to say. Uh, so... I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, we could trust him necessarily, but he's definitely in play. No Jordan Poole with Curry back. Wiseman at 5,100. I don't want to do that in this matchup necessarily going against Clint Capella, so I will take a pass on that. And then I think Wiggins at AK is just a little too expensive for me. On the Hawks side of the ball, though, we definitely have some things we need to monitor, and this is kind of just all over the place. You know, if Trey Young sits, if Danilo Gallinari sits, uh, yeah. We could go back to the well on Bogdanovich. We could go back to the well on Capella. We could go back to the well on Lou Williams. I think both these guys would all be excellent plays. Obviously, we don't want to pay $8,800 for Capella. But he should be able to eat in this one. If it stays close, there's there's no one that could really stop him. And, you know, I'm not expecting him to be a ton on offense. Uh, but with no John Collins still, and if there's no Danilo Gallinari, this dude should have 20-plus rebounds. Um, they, you know, it's just it, everything is going to be there for him to grab. There's no doubt about it. So I love all three of these guys. Kevin Werder is a guy that I took uh, advantage of in that last one. I would go right back to the well with, I think, at 5K. One of my favorite plays on the slate if these guys are ruled out. They'll need his usage. Uh, they'll need his ball handling, too, and that's the thing. Uh, there's no more Rondo here, and they don't necessarily have that backup point guard that they feel comfortable in. Yeah, they can play Goodwin if they want. Uh, they don't have Reddish. They don't have Hunter. 
Uh, I expect us to see a fair amount of Brevin Ware at her backup point. So at 5K, he'd probably be one of my favorite value plays on the entire site. So Kevin Werner, Lou Williams, Bogdanovich, Capella, all in play. If we see that, you know, Danilo Gallinari, Trey Young are ruled out. We already got the news on Collins, Hunter, and Reddish, so we could feel good about Werner either way. But it would be a much better play if Trey Young is gone. And that's it. Uh, you know, what this team plans on doing at the power forward position, I don't know. Um, I think I'd guess Solomon Hill. So at 3,500, you could look at him. Not a great point per minute guy. He played 30 minutes in the last one, only put up 15 DK points. But if you need the value, he's there for you. We'll move on. Next game. New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Houston. They're going to take on the Rockets. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. 221 and a half game total. The Pels being favored by four and a half points in this one. A lot of news we have to keep an eye out for, though. Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, David Nwaba, John Wall all ruled out. For the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingham are questionable. Kara Lewis Jr., he's doubtful. Right calf strain. Josh Hart is out. He is, uh, he's been dealing with that right thumb sprain. UCL, torn UCL. And then Zion is questionable as well. So, Kind of hard to say what we're going to do here without knowing some of this news, but we should have most of it, I'm guessing, uh, as the slate gets pretty close to locking. Big guys, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Zion. Yes, if any of these guys play, they're in a fantastic spot, and you can play any single one of them. Uh, I have some worries about all three of them. If, if you know, let's just go with the same. If Zion sits and Ingram sits, there's going to be, a, you know, James Johnson at power forward, 4,300, pretty much becomes a near lock. Uh, we could go right back to the well in that one. Jackson Hayes most likely won't draw the start in this one. Uh, you know, Stephen Adams expected to be back in this one, so keep an eye on that. Probably no Jackson Hayes for us. Stephen Adams, probably not a guy I'm looking at too much at 5,300. Bledsoe at 63. If we see that the big three heavy hitters are out, we go right back to the well with Bledsoe and Akil Alexander-Walker. These guys would have to take a boatload of shot attempts if there's no one that can really play defense on them. On the other side of the ball, so I think both these guys, as well as James Johnson, would be very much in play. Now, Isaiah Thomas is expected to be able to make his debut. What does that equal? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I genuinely don't know. I can't imagine much more than 22 minutes. Uh, he's still a great point per minute guy. 5400 though. I am not paying that price tag. So if somebody else wants to go out there and pay 5400 for Isaiah Thomas's debut, first time playing, like what a year and a half? Uh, yeah, go for it. This is not going to be me. I'm all set there. And that's probably it for me. Uh, I don't think I would go to too much more. Najee Marshall though did play 30 minutes in his start. So. Keep an eye on him as well. Another guy at 3,600 kind of falls in that Solomon Hill territory. Not a great point-per-minute guy, but a guy that we can use if we need the value. On the Houston side of things, just as enticing. Christian Wood coming in at 8,600, and Wood's been struggling. Uh, you could tell. He just doesn't seem like he's into it. Uh, I, I know, and that sounds wrong to say. I'm sure he is. But, uh, you know, he knows where he is in the situation. He knows that there's nobody playing for this team. He knows that everybody's pretty much uh, on their last, you know, breath or pulse right now. Uh, but no John Wall. So I don't think I'm going to go to too much Christian Wood. I just don't trust him too much. I think he's a GPP only play. If you wanted to play him in cash, it's a little risky just knowing that. He hasn't really paid off that $8,600 price tag in quite some time. But I will go back to the well on Kevin Porter Jr., 6900 I don't care about this price tag. It's Kevin Porter Jr. playing point guard. Uh, we just talked about, you know, that circumstance, I think, a few nights ago. Uh, it wasn't the same thing when we'd see him playing next to John Wall. It, these gaudy G League stats, these first few games that he had when he first came onto the team and really blew up, were with John Wall out. He wants He's a natural point guard, he says. They want him to play point guard. So uh, the fact that he's going to be doing that at 6,900 in this matchup, sign me up. I am good to go with some Kevin Porter Jr. 
outside of him, you know, I don't mind taking a couple stabs at guys like, you know, Sterling Brown, who's going to have a limited role. Uh, you know, Tate, 6,200. I just don't want to pay that price tag. It's like these guys feel like they're getting a little bit priced out from where they were. Uh, from all like you know the the premium value I guess that we were getting for a long long time, especially even you know, guys like Kevin Martin Jr. Uh, you know thirty eight hundred it's a fair price tag, but the minutes are gone now. So it's a lot of the a lot of the allure and the luster is gone out of these Houston Rocket guys. So I'll probably just keep my uh, my eyes focused on Kevin Porter Jr. and then you know maybe even a tournament I could see taking a stab at a guy like Kelly Olynyk, but fifty five hundred feels a little too expensive for me as well. All right. Last game of the night, Orlando Magic traveling to Denver. They're going to be taking on the Nuggets in this one. 216.5 game total, a whopping 14.5 point spread being favored to Denver Nuggets. So, uh, again, some of these games are expected to get a little wonky. Uh, For the Nuggets, Monte Morris is questionable, the only person being listed on the injury report, while the Magic have nobody listed. It's because they're on the second half of a back-to-back. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this Orlando team or what's whatever's left of them, I guess. Uh, that's the thing. This team has just been beaten up, uh, got shipped out all their best pieces, and now they're dealing with just injuries on top of injuries on top of injuries. So I do not expect this game to stay close. I do not think I will have too many shares of big-name Magic players in this one. Michael Carter-Williams sat out the last one. He was dealing with an illness, so there's a decent chance he could sit out this one again. So that's something that we have to keep an eye on, as well as Otto Porter, who sat out the last one. Uh, dealing with a foot injury, it just might have been an extremely cautious approach simply because Otto Porter Jr. is just a walking piece of glass. Uh, you can't, he's a bubble boy. Ken Birch, one of their pseudo centers, he was dealing with that same illness that Michael Carter Williams was dealing with. He missed Saturday, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Mo Bamba was dealing with an illness as well. So there's something going on in the locker room that kept a few of these guys out of Saturday's game. So we'll have to see if they're going to be able to suit up. If they are not, this one will be a doozy. Uh, RJ Hampton, 3,600. I would have a ton of interest in RJ. Uh, knowing he's going against his former team, it was only his former team for a few months, but there's definitely some revenge narrative maybe uh, in his young in his young head. Uh, so I think RJ Hampton, looking at him at 3,600, especially if there is no, you know, no Gary Harris Jr., no Michael Porter, uh, no Michael Porter Jr., Michael Carter-Williams, uh, we can fire him up. We can feel good about that price tag. He'd be one of my favorite value plays to look at. And I, I don't know, if, I don't think he'd be contrarian necessarily, uh, but I definitely figure he'd, be a little lower out. Uh, and he has a little bit more upside than a guy like Solomon Hill, in my opinion, as well. So I will definitely have some shares. Of outside of him, you know, you could look at guys like Jason Randall. I just prefer playing Hampton for, you know, less. Uh, I think he's just a better player and he's cheaper. They'll probably have similar roles if Michael Carter-Williams is ruled out again. Uh, and that's it. Not much more needs to be said. A lot of these other guys, you know, they should play minutes. Now, who's the center when this game gets out of hand? Is it Wendell Carter Jr.? Is it Ken Birch if he even plays? If none of these other centers are able to suit up, then I don't mind looking at Wendell Carter Jr. at 5,800. We kind of need to know that news. But if they don't have Mo Bamba and they don't have Ken Birch and really all they have to man their front court is going to be Chumo Kiki and Wendell Carter Jr., then these guys are going to have to play the minutes. It's just that simple. Uh, so I don't mind. I don't think I'll pay 6,700 for Terrence Ross. Very scoring reliant and dependent in a game that could easily just get out of hand very quickly. So for me... When it's broken down, it'll be a little bit of Okiki and Carter Jr., depending on the health. And then I will have some RJ Hampton. On the Denver side of things, Jokic, 10-7. No, thank you. Uh, it's just too expensive. I'd rather pay Curry. I don't think this game stays anywhere near where it needs to. 
Uh, if you do, play him. Fantastic play. Don't get me wrong. And it pretty much goes the same with all these other studs out here. You know, the Murrays and Michael Porter Juniors. I'm okay with them. I like this matchup. I like the spot for them. I just don't love their price tags in a game that I expect to just get a little hard of hand. It's it's just that simple. Uh, so, you know, looking at some of these people that we expect to take advantage of of the potential blowout, uh, it could be a guy like, uh, I want to say, I want to say, it could be a guy like, you know, Jamichael Green, but, you know, now that they have Porter, uh, Paul Millsap coming off the bench as well, uh, that kind of, you know, throws, uh, throws, throws a little wrench into things. So, you know, we don't we don't really know who we could really look at right now with these bench guys, and they're just, they're just so deep that I don't trust any of them. Uh, PJ Dozier is the one that I feel like can get some decent role, but we've already talked on Kevin Werder, we talked on RJ Hampton, you know, plenty of value out there, but we don't need to. I honestly don't think I'm playing anybody from this Denver game. It feels weird saying I'm not going to have a lot of guys in the league. I'm, I'm thinking maybe like a Javel McGee. Uh, maybe Javel McGee gets it done for us. Uh, you know, hasn't really even made his debut on the Nuggets yet, but. Feels like it's a little too risky to sit there and bet on, but that's it, man. I'm I'm okay. Uh, you know, actually, I take it back. Aaron Gordon. What am I talking about? Revenge narrative. That's the one guy I can have some shares of. 6,400 going against his former team. Uh, you probably just want to pour it on a little bit. I imagine. I imagine. And I imagine his Nuggets teammates might just defer a little bit more just to get him some action. So there you go. Aaron Gordon, uh, probably my favorite play, if any, on this Nuggets team. And then maybe, I don't know. Don't punch Michael Green. We'll pass on him. And that's it. That rounds out the slate. That's everything. About 29 minutes solo, so not too, too bad. Hopefully you guys can get back to your families pretty quickly. Uh, before we go anywhere, we'll do a little bit of a quick tier breakdown. Our expensive, my expensive tier, my mid-tier, and then my favorite value tier play. So uh, we'll do the main slate because I think the early slate is pretty much cut and dry. I think we all know what we're doing over there. But on the main slate, expensive play, it's going to be Steph Curry, 9800 Sign me up. Uh, I already talked about it. Won't be playing too much Jokic, and I just prefer him over these other options. So, Steph Curry at 9,800. We'll have to see some of this other news. Again, I wouldn't mind Zion or Trey Young, but we don't know if they're playing yet. So, as we record this, it's Steph Curry. In that mid-tier price range, you know, under that 7,500, we talked about a few guys in here uh, that I'll have some interest in. Uh, we'll we'll keep it on brand, though. I think it's good to keep things on brand. And, uh I'll go with uh, Kevin Porter Jr. 6,900. We kind of want to see that there's there this uh, this Pelicans team won't be at a full bill of health. It'll be a little easier for him to operate on the floor. Uh, but if some of these guys are rolled out, we already know John Wall's rolled out. He's going to play plenty of point guard. Hopefully, we get a ceiling type game in this one. 6,900. I do not mind looking at some Kevin Porter Jr. I think he'll be a, a, a solid GPP play too. I don't think a lot of people will go to him in uh, in cash. And then we go to the value. Talked about plenty of value. I'll give you two here that I'm pretty interested in. Kevin Werder, 5K. If uh, some of these Hawks guys are rolled out, I'll go right back to the well there. No issues with that. And then uh, I'd probably say out of the you know, below 4K guys that I mentioned, RJ Hampton uh, would probably pop it as my favorite value play. And, uh, you know, again, we kind of need to hear if Michael Carter-Williams is going to be ruled out. But that is it. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you stopping by, hanging out with me for a little while. Again. Happy Easter if this is something you do celebrate. And if you have a moment, follow me on Twitter at Micapatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give us a thumbs up, rate and review, five star, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you may be listening to this. We really, really do appreciate it. And if you do listen, if you think you have what it takes, if you uh, if you got the chops and you're looking to get involved in some DFS things, 
we got some spots. We got some positions over here at Hoopball uh, DFS today. Season-long stuff and DFS stuff. Uh, mostly some entry-level stuff. But, hey, you got to get started somehow, guys. Uh, and if you want to check it out, if you're wondering a little bit more, you can either message Santino, I, or Dan Bespris on Twitter. DM us. Shoot it at us. Uh, pick our brain. I mean, whatever you want to know, we'll let you know. It's a fun gig. we got a great team over here. we got some good things going on. So reach out to us. And then, lastly, next Friday... That is, you know, Sunday, this coming Friday, we'll be hosting a DFS contest. That's it. We haven't done one all year. We're going to get one out there. It's only going to be 25 spots in it, though. So make sure that you get in there early. Reserve your reserve your seat. Uh, I will try to get the contest out there as soon as possible. Sometimes they don't let you do them until the day of, though. So we're going to try to pump this thing pretty quickly. And there will be a gift. There will be a gift. Wonderful gift for the winner. The winner, uh, outside of the bragging rights of just smacking around our DFS staff, uh, you get a free gift. One personally sent to you from me, out of my own personal collection. Uh, so, what that gift will be, it'll be a piece of memorabilia. An autograph of some sort. Maybe it's a rookie card of your favorite player or team. Who knows? I have a lot of goodies over here. We're going to be passing out some merch as well. So, join the DFS contest. It'll be taken off this Friday. Really looking forward to it. Come beat me. It'll be a good time. And that's it. That's all we have for you guys. So thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be riding solo. It'll be a good show, though. We'll get you the news. Take care, guys. Enjoy your Easter. And let's, uh, let's go crush some tournaments. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.